Welcome y'all to the Christ Over Culture Podcast Hope y'all having a blessed day We appreciate y'all for tuning in one more time with us Yes sir And we about to get into it tonight man We got a special guest with us her name is Samantha Comer. Full name, government name. That's crazy. Yeah, government. That's crazy. <laughs> government. Nah, but hey, man, we got a special one. Um, and y'all know it's about to be special when we bring somebody in. Mm-hmm. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like how you got into it, into your walk of Christ? How you even like heard about us? So I was on TikTok probably like last week. I want to say. A snippet of you guys came up on my TikTok. Little snippet. <laughs> and I really had no idea this room was here, not even a Regina. So then I said something to what what were you about to lift or something? I just came from the cab. Yeah. I was eating my little like, omelet. Yeah. With my bagel. <laughs> Morning omelet. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let's talk about it. And so I said to Lavelle, I was like, I seen your guys' podcast. I didn't know you did that. I watched a little bit of it. I was like, that's cool. And not even a week later, Lavelle was like, hey, we're going to have guests on the podcast. Like, do you want to be one? Absolutely. <laughs> Glad to be here. Hey, man, we appreciate you for coming in, though. Yeah. We appreciate that for sure. First ever guest First, on the podcast. Yeah, how'd that feel, yo? <laughs> You've been promoted. Oh, chill out. <laughs> chill out. But uh, one more thing before we get into it, before we start it. Just always got to shout out the social media. Mm-hmm. So follow us on social media, Christ Over Culture Podcast on YouTube. On TikTok, mm. on Instagram, mm. and then Insta? we got we Insta. got Instagram. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. got Instagram. I'm not hip. I'll go. And then that. we also are on uh, Spotify. We're on Amazon Podcasts. We're on like four other podcast <laughs> things. Yeah, some people don't even know about that. That's what we be putting in the little yeah. video things. Um. So yeah, shout out Christ Over Culture Podcast. Hit us up on man. there if you guys have any questions. And then in the link tree, me and Nate's personal Instagrams are there. If you want to follow us and ask us any questions as well, we're mm-hmm. covered on the next podcast. Uh, but besides that, let's, let's get, get into, into that it. topic, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was sitting there, you feel me, doing our Bible study like we do every week, and some things came up mm-hmm. that we started talking about. So today's topic is going to be relationships. Mm. Yeah, mm. Valentine's Day just passed a little bit, and obviously, our like target in this podcast is pretty much like our age group, whether it's like eighteen to like mid twenties. But honestly, everyone can relate to these topics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we about to dive into relationships because it's rough sometimes. Let's do it. And this is more like personal relationships. This isn't relationships with God. 
that's going to come into a little bit of a factor as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of a factor. My apologies. It's going to come be. in as well. Yeah, it but should be. it's mainly focusing on like our relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, and a little bit of friendships, and then bringing in God to that. Obviously, because yeah. we got to put Christ over culture. Mm. Shout out podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. This little first point is going to hit a little deep. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. I hope it hits as deep as what it, like, you feel me? I, when I thought of it in my head, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. So, obviously, point of a relationship is to be, like, in love with the individual and have a God-centered relationship, grow in Christ with them, grow up, get married, have a family, get, like, a place to stay, raise your kids, fun, fun, fun stuff, right? But people, when we start dating in, like, high school and, like, in college and in life, um, people pretty much go through, like, good relationships, they go through bad relationships. And now, this point I'm about to get into hits that a little bit. Talking about love. Mm. All right. So, are you in love with the idea of being in love, or are you in love with an actual person? Mm. First part. Mm. First little point. Hold on, read that back, right? Read it back. I don't feel like I don't feel like did it right the first time. Are you in love with the idea of being in love, or are you in love with a person? Mm. Let it sink. Let it sink. Let that marinate for a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Nah, man. But for real though, like people often think like when they scroll through TikTok or scroll through Instagram or whatever, like. They see the good side of the relationship. They see the, they the, only the, see the good side. They see the couples going through vacations. They mm-hmm. see like the little uh slow motion videos. <laughs> like y'all don't know what them couples going through and like that's real. Like Yeah. Y'all better tighten up when it comes to a relationship and let that little fantasy go because oh, that's yeah, not no, that's, that's not love. I feel like even with like the idea of loving someone, uh like the Bible talks a little bit about like the feeling of love, I feel like our society and our modern time got so attached to, like, love is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have a commitment before you're just Bro, out here right. saying, oh, I love this person because I feel like that. Not for real, though. Feeling like it isn't even part of it. Like, you got to have the commitment with it. There might be days where you don't even feel like it. Right. That's the, if you, the love is when you keep going when yeah. you don't you feel, feel me? it. It's definitely ups and downs. Like, when you get into a relationship, when you look at, like, a long-term relationship, is literally like yeah okay you love that person you want to see this and see it and everything like that, but those people also get into fights and they get into arguments and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just loving that person enough and having that commitment to that person enough to where it's like, okay we're gonna get through it, and they get through it and they keep going. You feel me? But other people they get to that point and they're like oh well like if you love me you want to be arguing with me about this and they're like all right I'm breaking up with you and then they Real. leave. Yeah, bro. Like, but people also have to think of. They also have to think of, like, when I say the idea of being in love, that comes from the point, okay, you're in a very toxic relationship, right? You're in this toxic relationship, and you're going through things on an everyday basis, constantly fighting, constantly arguing, but they're, like, buy you flowers. They're diss you for, like, a week, and they buy you flowers. And, like, they're take you out on a nice date. Right, but like all these other times throughout the week, the relationship's like horrible. Like it's mm-hmm. unsteady, right? 
and then they do a little act of kindness and then go right back to like okay like slander pretty mm-hmm. much like that but and some people are like they get blinded by the good part the, no they get blinded by the bad part oh word yeah, no, and then they focus toxic. on the, the good part stuff, yeah mm. this whole, whole toxic relationship comes into respect and it's like some people are in love with the idea of being in love because they're like oh well this person like okay yeah i love them quote unquote but they like they want the flowers they want the dates they want the nice fancy house they want like the growing up having kids mm-hmm. and like raising a family that's what they're in love with they're in love with the fantasy of being in love yeah i was gonna say they think they have the commitment yeah when Mm-mm. you gotta have the good behind it right For if, it's, sure. if the intention isn't there from the beginning it's kind of wraps right and then it also goes into or you in love with an actual person to where it's like okay, yeah, we're going to fight, but I love you and I'm committed to you so much that we're going to get through it. Yeah. Like, whether we're making $100 million a year or we're making, like, I think in the U.S. the minimum is, like, well, not the minimum. Average is, like, 35. Yeah. 35000 a year. Even if you're making that $100 million a year or you're making $35,000 a year, like, that commitment still is the same. You feel me? Whether you have, like, that really nice car in your driveway or whether you guys are both sitting next to each other on the bus. Mm-hmm. Right. You feel me? That's what, like, you really, like, that's love. That's the commitment. Yeah. You feel me? So. No, I agree with no, you. No, I ain't, like, how you said, right, your circumstances shouldn't dictate or, like, shake up the foundation of what's really behind y'all. I feel like your parents really show that, too. Oh, if 100%. You, if you grow up in a, a situation where your parents had it rough or that relationship was rough, like, it really sets the tone for you to either yeah. break that chain or be in the same way. Yeah. I feel like it just shows in your tendencies to act and behave on a relationship that was toxic because you, your parents had a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And then people also think, like, going into a relationship that this person had, like, for example, if you had, like, a traumatic childhood growing up or you went, you just got out of a really toxic relationship, pretty much any, like, negative thing that happened in a person's life that, like, affects them, like, mentally now, um, you're going to this relationship thinking like, oh, I can fix them like easily. Uh, I, okay, I'll take it slow. Like I can fix you. I can talk to you and everything like that. And normally it doesn't work out because when you come in a relationship, it should be, people think of relationships like 50, 50, it should be a hundred, yeah, it should be 100, yeah. 100. like you're not coming in to find That's your missing real. piece. It is 100, it's a hundred, a hundred because look, if you're 50%, like full, and you're looking for another 50% to fill you, it's never going to work out. No. Because the other 50% be in low. reality is God. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yeah. You feel me? Let's Even do it. Even realer? Let's yeah. do it. Keep hey, man, going. We Let's keep going. going. <laughs> hey, this is how it is. But it's like, but if you're 100 and 100, you feel me? You're both together. You're both happy together. And you can grow more together. But you're not trying to find like that missing piece in yourself and somebody else. Oh, yeah. Because it's not going to work out. You take two traumatic events, it's not going to make a positive. Mm-mm. I try and tell my friends that. I'm like, that <laughs> void that you're trying to fill, I promise you, it's not this dude that's treating you like absolute dog. Yeah. I was like, it's God. You got to fill that void with God. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie like that. Like you said, that's the only person, that's the only thing that can fill that void because he's mm-hmm. the only person that knows like what you truly need. That's that love. Yeah. Yeah. But then that eternal love. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, but then people also have to think, I mentioned this in our Bible study as well, when it comes to traumatic events happening when you're trying to fix somebody. And I have it written down here, so we're going to hit on it. Do you want to fix a person to make them a better person, right? 
Or are you trying to fix the person because nobody ever fixed you? Mm. That's so real. Ooh. Bro, we keep nobody it live. We keep it hot in the pocket. Because <laughs> nobody ever fixed you. Because nobody healed. ever fixed you. And that's yeah. so real in youth relationships. People mm-hmm. try and get into so much stuff when you're unhealed as a person to begin with. And then you try and even sometimes, even if God isn't existent in your relationship, that's one example. Another example is you get into a relationship and then you're like, well, I want a godly like marriage. I want a godly mm-hmm. relationship. And so then you go to that person. You're like, let's get into it more. And it's, I feel like it's harder to grow together when you didn't have a, like a basis. Like you mm-hmm. have your own relationship with God yeah. first. And it's yeah. like, you can find that within the relationship. Maybe it'll work out, you know, but I feel like that's just, that's the hardest way to go. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could heal yourself first, fix yourself before you try to fix somebody else. Cause that's, that's kind of good. And that's hard. It's really hard. That's hard. Cause you don't fully know what they're going through. Like no. you don't fully know what they went through. So it's like, you trying to fix them. I mean, like, God doesn't call us to play doctor. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we're not, we don't have a PhD in, I don't even know what. Psychology. Psychology. (laughs) What you mean? All right, keep going. It's fine. It's psychology for real? Wait, aren't you studying psychology? I am. Okay, cool. You Um, said we don't have a PhD. Isn't that a doctor? Like, that's like you're a doctor, like a psychiatrist. Yeah. I don't even have my bachelor's for real. Hey, but look, I got you're I got on the you. way though. I got you. You're on the way okay, though. Let's go. But look, we don't like God doesn't call us to play doctor though. Like you don't know, or you shouldn't be in the relationship one if you're not healed yourself. Like if you're not healed yourself, you're just gonna be in that relationship broken, which is gonna eventually break the relationship even more. Secondly, if your partner isn't um like healed from their past or from their their trauma, like. It's not your job to fix them and, like, try to build them up to what you want to do because you apparently know what's good for the relationship or you apparently know what's good for them or their future or whatever they got going on. You feel what I'm saying? You're not all-knowing. That's what I'm saying. God's all-knowing. That's God's job. So leave that to God and, like, what it goes down, like, what it all comes down to is, like, look at yourself first. If you're broken... Slow it down. Like, mm-hmm. well, therapists have therapists. Yeah. Counselors have counselors. Facts. I mean, you gotta fall mm-hmm. back someplace and say, you know, this is my responsibility. I need somebody to talk to. I feel like that's where everybody's got somebody, but everybody should have God in that place. Right. But mm-hmm. even in the real world, if you take that into like job occupation, like if I become a counselor, I'm gonna have a counselor because I gotta talk about me too. Mm-hmm. I can talk about you guys all day. I gotta talk about me too. That's like yeah. that's how it is with God too. Well, because then you get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's like if you think if it's okay fifty fifty if people think a relationship fifty fifty when you okay when you give someone your fifty percent what do you have with what's fifty minus fifty zero okay then. percent like what are we talking <laughs> like, what are we talking about okay but it's like if a relationship fifty fifty and you give somebody your fifty then you're at zero yeah okay now you're at zero they got a hundred they're gonna give you their hundred now they're at a hundred you're at zero mm-hmm. it's like it's just a constant cycle of yeah. just, like, toxic traits that happen, like, toxic things that happen. And when you think when people are, like, trying to fix somebody else and they're not even fixed themselves, what ultimately ends up happening? They're like, hey, talk to me about it. Let's talk about it. They go on their spiel, right? This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. I feel like this. I feel like that. And then what's the first thing you normally say? It's like, well, I can, like, understand where you're coming from. 
because I dealt with that same thing. And then yeah. you go on your spiel and your story. Yeah. Since no, since no one ever fixed you, you're trying to fix someone else, mm-hmm. thinking it's going to help you, but it, like, it really doesn't. Never does. No. And so people have to really understand that going into relationships, that a relationship shouldn't be 50-50. It should be 100-100. You guys should both be mentally and emotionally stable. You feel me? Okay, I love you. I love you. All right. Together, centered in God, and grow that way. Yeah. yeah. And then have that God-centered relationship to where if you guys get into, like, a fight, okay, we're going to go. You go in this room. I go in this room. We're going to pray about it. Boom, come back together. Pray again. Grow from there. Do you use that? Do I use what? Separate rooms, pray, come back together and fix it. Not like, okay, so. I feel like that's a that's a good thing. It's a good, it's, yeah, it is a good, good thing to do. But you it's like, I don't do it. Praying after I don't do argument. it consciously. Yeah. I don't do it consciously. Okay. You feel me? In relationships yeah. that I've been in, it's like, okay, I'm not going to be like, all right, we're fighting right now. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Split up. Go. You feel me? No, it's just like, okay, you talk. Whenever you guys like leave, go somewhere else, go somewhere else. Okay, now when I do my Bible study, I'm going to pray about it. When she does her Bible study, pray about it. Come back together. Talk about it. Okay, sorry, sorry. Fix it. Heal. Boom. Let's move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm, I feel like every old relationship, it just like it just points out way more than anything else in the relationship when you talk about, like, newly, like, after you... When, when around the time did you guys, like, start being more godly in your relationship? Like, I know as, like when you were younger and you didn't fully understand, maybe you got into a relationship where it was like, now you look back at it and it's like, what mm. was I doing? <laughs> I really just wanted the title because that was like yeah. what was going on at the time. But mm. you thought you felt this way about somebody. That's crazy. <laughs> I've talked about this to Nate so many times. So when I first started, like, okay, I grew up a Christian, right? Grew up in the church, went to church all the time. You feel me? But when I really started having that relationship and connection with God was after my senior year, going into my freshman year of college, right? So during my senior year, Nate knows where I'm going with this. I was in this relationship. We pretty much dated from, like, beginning of the year in August up until pretty much the end of the year (laughs) when we graduated. (laughs) And during this relationship, it was really toxic on both ends, right? I did things I was not proud of. She said that she's done things that she wasn't proud of. And we were like, break up, get back together. Break up, get back together. Break up, get back together. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I can, like, just like I just said, I can, like, fix this situation, right? This wasn't a God-centered relationship. I can just tell you that. Yeah. And so a thing that she was going with, going through, so her mom was Christian, right? Her dad was Muslim. So... I don't know how their relationship was, never asked, right? But then she was going through something to where she's like, well, I don't know if I want to follow my dad, Muslim route, or follow my mom, Christian route, yeah, right? And so as a Christian, I'm like, well, I want you to come this way, right? (laughs) And she was like, well, if I do, then, like, my dad's going to be upset with me. But if I go my dad's route, my mom's going to be upset with me, and vice versa, right? Yeah. And so ultimately, like, as a Christian, you can't shove Christianity down someone's throat. Mm-hmm. It's like I can guide them. Like I started taking her to church, started getting into that aspect. You can lead a deer to water, but you cannot make them drink. That's the country out of you because I never yeah, heard a deer. A I heard deer, a horse. I've heard a horse. <laughs> Maybe there's a horse. I was like, okay. are we? I was like, yeah, in Ohio. Domestic Shout deer. Out. All right. Anyways, <laughs> but ultimately the relationship didn't Heck. work out. 
And I feel like it was just God pretty much telling me, like, no, this, is, this isn't what I have for you. Because, like, if she did go, like, the Muslim route, and obviously, like, I would respect her decision. I'm not going to be like, no, whatever, start shaming yeah, her or anything like that. Shambles yeah, over it's like, the fact okay, that she didn't I'm going to respect you, but I, I told her, I was like, but the, I'm not going to lie to you. The relationship isn't going to work out because I want a Christ-centered relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when we ultimately broke up, um, I started going back with God and started healing, feeling better and everything like that. Now I'm in the relationship that I had now, and it's actually a Christ-centered relationship, and now it's like See how long it's lasted? Perfect. Yeah, it's like over two years. You, yeah. Which we're going to get into that in, in a little bit in the story. Man, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that no, was cheesy. You really get that feeling like God tells you, like, this isn't what I have for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I feel like in her type of situation, what I would think is that's how that's how I am, like, when we talk about, like, fasting and stuff. Like, my, my I've talked to this with my grandma a lot. She's like, you know, I feel like God's really been talking to me about, like, I think I'm going to start fasting. I'm like, I mean, hey, I haven't got there yet. But I will. Like, mm-hmm. so when God tells you, like, this is what I have for you, it's just you have to listen. Yeah. Uh, and, and he shows you in so many ways, like, this is what I have for you. You just got to listen. There are so many ways. So many. And I was That's just what we like, call them red flags. I don't red even flags. believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even believe in coincidences at this point. No, nah, mm-hmm. ain't no like, coincidence. There is no coincidence. That's God talking to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't just randomly, like, you feel me, see somebody in this certain thing. Like, you don't, me having a conversation with you, it's just like, oh, well, Coincidentally, you were no. saying what I, I was just talking about, bro. In Bible study, that nah. happens so many times, so like, many times. Like, and it's it gets to the point where it's so. At first, it was so weird, yeah. but now it's happened so much that it's like, all right, well, it's obviously God. God's here. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like the gift of discernment. Even like you can just feel yeah. when that type of person is mm-hmm. like they're just showing, they're just being flashy to be flashy, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not the type of friend that I was gonna have, mm-hmm. like for sure. And God's showing me that clearly. My ears ringing. You're standing right now. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into a little Bible story. We have a good story about, like, a good relationship. We got a bad story on, like, pretty much don't do this, ultimately. So <laughs> the good story, right, is in the book of Genesis in chapter 29. I'm going to read a verse out of chapter 29, verse 20. But I'm pretty much going to explain what the story happened, like, how it happened. So there is this man named Jacob. And Jacob served, I feel like I'm going to butcher his name. The dad is like Laban, Laban, something like that. That was the dad's name. Good I don't try. know how to pronounce it. I tried. Guess. Yeah, that's a good yeah. try. I'm just going to call him Laban because yeah. it. it's easier. So Jacob served Laban for seven years because Jacob wanted his daughter named Rachel. Okay? And some people have heard this Bible story, so this might sound familiar. So pretty much Laban, the father, was like, Okay, if you want my daughter, work for me for seven years. So Jacob was like, all right, bet. So he went, boom, worked for seven years. After seven years, he came back, and he was pretty much like, hey, well, I worked for seven years. Now, like, let me have your daughter, right? And so he was like, yeah, like, sure. So then he got the wrong daughter, ultimately, um, Wait, explain that. Explain how he got the wrong daughter. Yeah, so, yeah. like, his, the dad pretty much came and was like, okay, well, I'm going to give you Leah. But he wanted Rachel. He was like, I'm going to give you Leah. But Jacob, like, just unconsciously was like, all right, like, you have me, your daughter, whatever. Got married, whatever. And then he realized this isn't who I wanted, right? So then he went back to the dad and was like, well, I wanted Rachel. Why would you give me Leah? And he was like, well, like, at the time, it wasn't right for him to give his youngest daughter 
because Rachel was younger, Leah was older. So he was like, so I gave you the oldest daughter, which was Leah. And he was like, well, I didn't want like Leah. I'm in love with Rachel. So pretty much the dad was like, work another seven years for me, and I give you Rachel. And in the book of Genesis, chapter 29, verse 20, it says, Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but seemed like it was a few days to him. Because he was so madly in love with Rachel, that seven years seemed like a few days. Because mm-hmm. like when As it should. Type. <laughs> when it feels like. trying to find me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you love somebody, and it's like you're spending time with them. Yeah, there's 24 hours in a day, but it's like you hang out with them. It's been like, you feel me, five hours, but to you it feels like 30 minutes. Yeah. Right? And so he worked for seven years, again, pretty much when he had Rachel. And so ultimately he worked 14 years for Rachel. And the crazy part is, so he worked seven. Then, okay, got Leah. That was like, all right, I'm going to give you Rachel, but you stole me another seven years. Yeah. So he got Rachel. This is the part that people are like, it's really easy to skip over in the Bible. So he got Rachel, right? After his seven years, he worked. He he had Rachel. He had like his wife. They got married. He loved her, everything like that. He had her. He worked another seven years after he got Rachel. Mm-hmm. You don't got to stop. You got to keep working for what you have. Exactly. And that's the next point that I want to mention is because God calls us to still work on our relationships slash our marriages even after you are dating and then ultimately like married. Because a lot of people, they chase that prize, which is like the person. They chase it, do all this like nice stuff for them, buy them flowers, take them out to dinner, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they get them and then they stop yeah. like trying. Because they're like, oh, well, I already got them. Like, what else do you I got to do? Fishing, picked a girl out and stopped. Yeah. You got them. And so it's like, then you realize a couple months pass, a year or so pass. You're like, well, why is my relationship struggling, right? And then you look back on it, and you're like, well, I haven't bought her flowers in, like, two years. <laughs> or, like, are you feeling me? Like, I forgot Valentine's Day last time. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I took her out to dinner on her birthday, but, like, it was to get, like, a family box from McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's small stuff like that that you start thinking about, right? Um and but like God calls us to pretty much like that's a perfect example that's in the book of Genesis that's one of like the first relationships that even were established in the book of Genesis and so after he already got her he still worked that seven years after the fact to continue showing like okay I'm gonna continue to like honor you because I love you and continue to work for our relationship and that's not even that's on the outside of the relationship you don't even know what's going on Mm -hmm. in the middle so Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much in there probably that's just he's doing so much behind the scenes and, I mean, whatever he was doing to work to just prove that. And yeah. that we don't have that now. A lot of the times now we don't have that. No, not at all. Not at all. Treacherous. People want things fast. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll get to that. Okay. Well, After well, the next story. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> now, okay, that was like pretty much a good example Work for your relationship. Continue to work for your relationship. Ultimately, God will bless you, right? Now, let's get into, like, don't do this. <laughs> the story that I'm about to say, don't do this, because it's just very, very bad. You'll probably end up in jail. No, so, seriously. well, you will end up in jail. Let me refrain that. <laughs> um, so this is going to be out of Second Samuel. It's the story of King David and Bathsheba, right? So King David pretty much woke up one day out of his nice, beautiful kingdom, because he was a king looked over his terrace and was like, saw this girl bathing. 
very beautiful girl is described in the Bible. And he was like, I want her. So pretty much he sent his servants out to go get this lady, bring her back. Ultimately, he slept with her, got her pregnant unconsciously. Consciously, yeah. but like, yeah. didn't yeah. really mean to do it. That wasn't the plan, right? <laughs> sent her back. And then they realized that he had pretty much her husband, which I don't think I have her husband's name written down. I don't think it said. Um, her husband, Bathsheba's husband, was like really close with the king because he was really high up in the army. And so he was always at the palace. You feel me? Guarding the king, everything like that. It's messed up. It's really messed up. And so pretty much since King David like realized this, they were like, okay, he kept trying to send the husband home to then go sleep with his wife. So then they would like cover it up, right? And That's the soldier wrong on so many levels. It's so wrong, um, bro. But the soldier was kept so telling many. King David, he was like, "No, like I serve you. I'm like, I'm tr- like, I'm here to like protect your life and everything like that." And the king's like, "No, like you're good. Go home, like rest. You can come back tomorrow." And the soldier kept being like, "No, I don't want to." So this happened I'm for a couple in. days. Yeah, he's locked loyal. in because he's loyal to the loyal. king, okay. right? The irony. He's loyal to a disloyal. No, he don't him. even know. Oh. The backstabbing here is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So then, ultimately, what happens is, um, since the soldier, the husband is like, "No, I'm not going." King David's like, "All right, bet. I'm tired of this, right?" <laughs> so he goes back to his people. You feel me? Like the generals and stuff like that. And they're like, "All right, we're gonna put this dude in the front line because there's a war going on right now." He was like, "We're gonna put him in the front line." Okay. To get Deal. him killed. Ready? Suicide. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so literally. Word. They took him, and pretty much he got this note, and he took him. Pretty much they put him in the front line during this war. Ultimately, he died. So then the wife was really upset, was really sad. King David was like, yo, you can come. Like, I come for you. You feel me? Boom, bad. So then they got together. Ultimately, they got married because then she was like a widow, so she didn't have a husband. So they got married. And then they gave birth to a kid, but then ultimately the kid ended up dying. Backtrack a little bit. When King David realized what he'd done, he pretty much started pleading to God, asking for his like grace and his mercy. He's like, I know what I did was wrong. I shouldn't have did that, this, that, and the third. And pretty much God was like, okay, since you are actually, like, you feel bad about it, um, I'm going to forgive you, but there's punishment, there's punishment yeah. to it, right? And so ultimately what happened is that David ultimately had four of his kids die back to back to back to back. Mm. Um, And that was like the curse, I guess, the punishment that God gave him. Yes, he forgiven him, but he was like, you have to still learn your lesson. So the kid that Bathsheba was pregnant with, he died. And then three other kids after that died when like they were trying to have kids. Um, so, obviously, bad, bad. Yeah. Very, bad, 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 bad. Very. So, like, obviously, don't get into someone else's relationship. I wish we had the woman's perspective on that, though. No, for real. Because what was she thinking when she's bathing out there? Like, did she know what she... Uh, we're not getting into <laughs> <Yeah. know laughs> We don't know, okay. so I don't want to, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Put my, put my... No, we're not going to assume name, the story. Yeah. But it's Just like... It no, that, that would have been crazy, though. That would have been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, though, it was a story of lust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. King David wanted somebody that he knew he couldn't have, right? Because ultimately he ended up knowing that she had a husband. He was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And ultimately, there was a life that was taken, and his kids 
ended up dying that he was trying to have. If you just look at the beginning of the story, it just lines up with our culture so much. What what did he want? What was the first thing he wanted? The girl. The, girl. the woman. How fast did he get that? Like this. Bro, he sent yeah, the pretty, soldier out, brought fast. her back. <laughs> pretty fast. How does that work now? I send out a text on my phone. Mm-hmm. Fast. Mm-hmm. You're you're with them that day. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this, oh my goodness. <laughs> we talk about this too. And this is when we get into the fun things of uh, dating apps. Mm-hmm. No. That's so bad for your... <laughs> For your mental scrolling, so scrolling bad. and scrolling, like people just don't understand. Like even when you do it for fun, yeah. Like how that? Well, I'm not gonna talk about the next topic because I don't want to give it away yet. But okay. it ties into like other things. We're gonna that, tie it in. Yeah, that are viewed like very lustfully. It just messes with your actual chemical balances in your brain. Like the dopamine that you get from all of this, you have to take time to recover. Like you gotta go completely off of dating apps for like so long so that your mind can get used to like not scrolling, not getting all that dopamine, every swipe mm-hmm. that you take. And it's like, if that's what you're living for, mm. you're, I don't know when yeah. it's mm. not very good. <laughs> it's not looking good for you down the road in a, in a nah. whole marriage. Cause that's yeah, it. it. Okay. So it unconsciously teaches you, we're going to get into it. We're just going to get into <laughs> yeah. it. Cause this is how we roll here. <laughs> So it unconsciously teaches you dating apps. Dating apps are bad, just like you were saying. So ultimately what you're doing, this might not like, you know, what you think you're doing, but you have your phone, right? And for one, the picture that they're showing you is a good picture of them, right? And they're only putting their best traits on there. So you don't even know the bad side. So you see this person and it's like, oh, like this, okay, I really like this part, really like this part, really like this part. For one, you don't even know if it's true. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. And then you're sitting there scrolling. And what do you really think is ultimately going to come out of this? Because most of them are like hookup things. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's like they're Men dating. Yeah. Like dating they're dating app, apps. AKA hookup apps. AKA app. like, yo, you like 1.5 miles away. I can get a Uber. Word. <laughs> Fast. Okay. That's Word. literally how We're it is. We're looking at King David right now. Yeah. He said, let me get on the dating app and pick okay. the That man looked over his kingdom and said, I want that one. Bro. <laughs> and like, I mean, that bro, fast. They had, he had to be, like, she had to be close. Because mm-hmm. eyesight don't work Mm-mm. that far. Like, Mm-mm. You feel what I'm saying? They had to be. Especially if he didn't have glasses. You feel what I'm saying? Like, vision. That man pulled out that little, like. The, <laughs> the telescope. Man. Why is she bathing outside? I'm sorry. I'm still sorry. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. The okay. That's why I say we don't have all the answers. I no, don't we don't. That's just what it tells you. We got to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> but ultimately, with the dating apps, you're sitting there, you're scrolling. Unconsciously, you're pretty much creating a roster of people. Right. And then you're like, I'm going to pretty much talk to all these people and then pick one and I'm going to date them. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say you pick the best one out of like the 10. Horrible idea. 10 people. You're going to pick one. Right. Now you're in this relationship. You're like, man, like this person isn't what I thought they would be. Obviously. right? Right. They only told you they're good traits. They probably lied about their height. They probably lied about their job. They probably probably lied about what they look like. Everything. Correct. Um, so now, okay, this relationship isn't good. What are you going to do? Go back. Now you got the nine other people you're still talking to, most likely. Take another one. Now you got another relationship. So you're just going to keep going in this back and forth motion. Okay. It's really a draft. Now let's say, yeah. finally, you get rid of the dating apps. You're like, I'm done doing this. Okay. Now you're going to go out in the real world, meet somebody, right? 
and let's say that God actually sent them for you for this relationship. You're going to get with them. Not like that. You're going to meet up, have a date, you feel me, go along. Now you're growing this relationship with them. And now you're like, okay, well, this isn't, like, going the best. Now, going back to the dating apps, you're like, oh, well, like, I can just get rid of them, go get someone else. So you pretty much pass up on the gift that God gave you. Because you're like, oh, well, I thought love was supposed to be, like, really easy, like, no fights. Oh, we got into an argument about where we wanted to eat. Yeah, I don't like you. You're toxic. You're not a man. You You can't choose where you want to eat at. Okay, whatever. I'm being so serious. Now you're going to go back, pick somebody else. Now you're just a rotating circle. So what do you think about Christian dating apps then? You still got to be careful. I don't like anything I don't like dating, dating apps, apps yeah, regardless. I don't, I don't like that. I, I just want to know your perspective because mm-hmm. I know that, like, I feel like for the older, they really advertise the older generation for this too. Like, when you look at more of dating apps, they show all young kids. Mm-hmm. They, they sh- Not kids, sorry. All they right. show all, <laughs> all 18 plus legal people. <laughs> No, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Keep going. Keep and then going. when they show like Christian dating apps, it's always older people. Mm-hmm. That's facts, though. I didn't. I didn't repeat that. Have, That's crazy. The way that they advertise this stuff because they know the older generation probably because they are. I feel like they're more Christian. Older generations can be more Christian than. That's how it is. Like with my grandparents. Right. My grandma has so many friends within the church, whereas like. I have like five. Mm-hmm. Like that's not for real. Five solid. Let's mm-hmm. pick five solid Type. ones. You know, and so then it's like, what about these Christian dating apps? Is there anybody even my, on my age on there? Not getting on that regardless. But it's, what's that benefiting you? It's really not. Like, okay, let's Bro. say anyone can get on an app and be like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a Christian. Christian. And they can just put, yeah, I'm a Christian, and boom, profile picture, things that I like doing, boom, send it out. It's like, I'm not a huge fan of dating apps. I never had like an account. I never downloaded dating apps. It's not, not ever my thing. Not at mm-hmm. all. Because ultimately, no. one safety factor, right? Oh, so like you don't know, lane. you don't know who this person is, and you're gonna go on a date with them. And I'm sure there are like thousands of cases to where Bro. dating apps lead where to you end up in a suitcase, kidnapped. either you dead, end, raped, like sexually assaulted in any way. And like I just don't want to you don't even roll the dice. You know. to my go. friends, no. okay, from a girl's perspective, I have so many friends that do this. To my friends, I love you all. Please be safe. This is nothing to joke about, especially in the area that we're in. Like, mm-hmm. if you are driving twenty five minutes away for a date, that should automatically That's, be. Yeah, dude. What are you doing? Oh, hold on, time out. Oh my gosh, I just thought of this. So. You can look up the amount of people that are on, like, that have to register as sex offenders, right? Yeah. That's what you I was can about do that. to say, dude. Okay. Yeah. Guess how many are, I think, I might Cleveland, get this. You about bro. to say around here? Cause yeah. Dude. Yeah. Bro. Hold on. We're listen, that. listen, listen, listen. I might get the number wrong, but it's roughly this, right? So, guess how many are within, I want to say. Ten mile? No. Like, how far? In South Euclid. Just South Euclid alone. Okay, see me, I'm going to give a big number because I believe that everybody four houses down from four houses is a sex offender. Like, that's just the way that I register in my mind. I so get I'm going to guess a lot. I get to that. But still, tell me. <laughs> just tell me. Okay, so in South Euclid alone, around, like, this area. Yeah. Wait, what's right? the population in South Euclid? You don't, big you don't enough. Know. Look it up. Way big. Know. Way big. But there's okay. about, I think, like, 7 to 10 in South Euclid. Listen to this part. From what you're talking about. So, ultimately, there's rules when you're a sex offender. You can't live a certain distance from a school. You can't, like, 
from a park and like stuff like that. There's they certain blast rules. your information too. You know how many they letters do. I've gotten where it's like you now have a registered sex yeah. offender living in your area. And guess what? There's probably more. Hear me out. Because what's ultimately going to happen? Think where we're at. We have a college. We have school, library, park, everything like that. Yeah. They pretty much take the map, and then they're like, okay, school here, park here, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's only going to be a small section, small of where they can live, right? Mm-hmm. So you're ultimately going to find about seven, like to ten sex offenders on the same street. Yeah. That's crazy. Think about it. Because uh-huh. they can't oh. live certain, like they can't live in certain spots. So you're ultimately, they're going to pretty much gather together, not like knowing, but mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, I can live on this street. What I'm going to find a house on this street. So like. That's so no, bad, Oh, that's dude. so crazy. Well, and you think about, you know what redlining dicks, districts are? No. Okay, so before, it, w- it was really like poor communities. And, and when it was around like the 60s and stuff, it was poor black communities. And they would line them up on like the odds and ends of like what the town is. So like you're you're living next to the landfill pretty much. Oh yeah. Of, no. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, you learn that in science mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's almost like the same thing except you're a sex offender. We're just going to put you right here. Yeah. And you stay right here. Whereas like granted, yeah, you shouldn't be next to the parks or the schools or anything, but Mm-mm. why are we all together? Yeah. That's I mean, it's not the smartest decision. Not the smartest. But I mean, so what else crazy. can you really do? So it's like I mean, that's what what you were saying. That's how, like, pretty much highways were created. And one of the main reasons was to, like, help travel things faster for, like, war. Another reason was because, not to be, like, racist or anything, but, like, rich white people didn't want to go downtown into the city to get to their destination. So they created a highway so they can drive over the city and not actually have to go in the city. They had the money for it. Yeah. That was, like, another, like, main reason. Yeah. And now that's why, like, normally inner city is more populated with minorities. Yeah. And then mm. you go a little bit on the outskirts, and normally it's more, like, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. That's just our history, though. Yeah. That's, that's like, a, we that's can't even U.S. history that. for you guys, for yeah. the free. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Go back, back to dating to apps. Like yeah, wait, what? <laughs> that's what it's really <laughs> easy to get distracted <laughs> on this thing. But, like, ultimately... My personal opinion, don't do dating apps. It's not They're not for safe you. for you. You have no idea who you're talking to. You have no idea. Like, they can have a whole criminal background, whole criminal <laughs> history, and you have no idea. Even if they don't have a criminal history, you don't know what they've done in their past. Yeah, you don't no. know who they're connected with. There could Just because be. they look cute doesn't oh, mean you bro. should date them. You don't know how they act in given situations. Exactly. Well, they've never been put in a situation like that, and all of a sudden they and snap on you. And now you're there with them. Like... Oh, no. It's a horrible idea to do. And like that I said, there's, me, like, there's dozens of cases of, like, rape and, like, sexual assault and, like, mm-hmm. murder that have come from dating mm-hmm. apps. Bro, like, you don't know. Bro, they could be lying about their name, their age, their traits. Like, bro, you could you could think, you could go in some thinking that you're dating one person and come out completely different. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, catfishing is even a show now. Bro, like, catfishing. So, that's yeah. the term. Common. They made it a TV show and put mm-hmm. it on entertainment. Like, like oh, bro. while we're talking about dead enough, let's talk about it. Because then it's going to get into something that we said earlier. Okay. Right? So the party life. <laughs> let's talk about it. Because we're in Cleveland. Yeah. You feel I me? Mean? Downtown Cleveland, the flats. Because, you big know, I, thing. I, I go out a couple times here and there, but the scene. It's crazy. It's actually, like, uh, corrupting. Like, it's very corrupting. Yeah. Like, so I feel like my space and my energy has been 
brought down and I don't like that. I know when it's time for me to leave. I know certain people just don't act the way that they should Mm-mm. and it's it's detrimental for sure. So that Sunday <laughs> is crucial, man. So what I'm going to say this because I don't want to be like sexist, sexist in any means from yeah. a guy's perspective and a girl's perspective. Right. They go out culturally, right? They're going out to this party to like hook up with someone. Hookup culture is huge right now, yeah. right? Don't do it. It's bad. Stupid. Don't do it. Ultimately, though, they're going to dress like in their best clothes, these little purple jeans that they're probably going to return the next day. And the then with <laughs> the tags on them. <laughs> the tags you know they're on not them washing them. Wash your purple jeans. Wash Take the, the jeans, tag man. off. I know that you... It's not that deep. It's not that deep. But then girls are dressing like whatever, however they ultimately end up dressing to go to this party, right? Um, Now you're going to go to this party, hook up with someone, right? And then the next day pretty much like block them and just don't talk to them. Crazy. What are we really doing here? (laughs) We don't know. They don't. I'm not going to say we. That's not me. Type. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-mm. They got you have to have no real value in life. Like if you don't have value behind the relationships that you have, and I mean relationship is in a restaurant. Like I have a relationship with you guys, as in like a friendship. Right. You have relationships with people that you don't know based on the experiences that you have. That's what. Right. That's all the memories and everything is just experiences compiled up. If we can't, if we can't even have five hours together and you guys are already getting busy, busy. Bro. there's no way blocking them. That's the relationship that you just built. But it's a constant It's not even cycle, a relationship. Though, no, that's Like that's at that I'm point, saying. it's like not that. even a relationship. No. It's a you really, seeing them as an object. Yeah. Literally. Oh, 100%. And we're going to get ends. into that. Yeah. On both ends. We're going to get into that 100%. No, on both ends. Yeah, on that's important. On both ends, for real. But like, what? Ultimately, like, what do you think is going to come out of that? Like, talk about absolutely nothing. nothing. You're yeah. going to feel like crap the next day. Mm-hmm. They probably don't. Ca- I mean, from a girl's perspective, I feel like girls tend to feel like. Oh, let's talk know, about it. Oh, I'm okay, ready for this. I, I got you, I got <laughs> I'm ready for this. All right. So, share. Um, from hypothetical situation, not hypothetical, but not my situations, what I've heard, the girl usually is one of two ways. It's either she planned it. And he mm, just doesn't know it. That's scary. She planned it. He doesn't know it. She's not telling him. And she feels great the next day because she's using that as some type of cover-up to make herself feel better in some other aspect of her life. You know, mm. she failed a test. She isn't doing well in school. Literally, failed. What did she just say? This is the little stuff that girls failed. make up excuses hey, hold on. to What did she just say, Rewind. Hold on. Listen. Yeah, tap that, bro. <laughs> this isn't any of the girls you know, so you don't have to worry about this. I'm not saying, no. I take this as like, this is just like, T- like saying stuff. This is the conversation. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying like I'm. No, like no, no, I'm not yeah. calling people out. No, no, no we're, not not we're not talking about any. But person. failing a test, <laughs> you about to go meet up and hook up with some dude because you failed a test. Say that that was the te- like. I'm not gonna say that. I was about to say. <laughs> say it's a test that's really important. Like you about to get out of and become whatever you're about to be in your job, so you don't get the job. Your whole life is all thrown off. What's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to get something easy so that they can, you know, now I'm going to start moving on. After. Isn't that, it sounds crazy. crazy. That's one way that it can go. The other way it can go is, you know, I'm going out with that's that girl. Scary. That's, that's scary. That's scary. That's that's spooky right now. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> As you should. So the other way, <laughs> listen, the other way that they, 
can do this is they really don't know. Like they're going out. Maybe the guy planned it or nobody planned it. You just show up and stuff happens. Mm -hmm. But you go out and, you know, you got your best outfit on. Some guy comes up, he starts chatting with you and you're like, we could do this. And it's like, it was that easy? No, for real. One of two ways is how it goes. And it's like, from a girl's perspective, when I talk to people about like their experience that they had, either the girl feels like total crap the next day because they're like, that was too fast. Or they're like, you know, I used that to get over something else in my life, and now I can start moving on and do other things. That's and called trauma. My bro, if you like hurts. trauma. <laughs> like. Of course, but if they're not healed people to begin with, they're not following a path that's mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form godly. Talk so their morals are all over the place. Mm -hmm. You don't know what these people are about to do. Mm. So from a guy's perspective, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's similar. I know that failing a test is crazy. No, failing okay, test. okay, failing okay. a test is crazy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so from a guy's perspective, people were literally taught, like for some reason, so culturally, right, a guy can have a high body count and it doesn't mean anything. Girl has a high body count. She's like a hoe or whatever. Double Slut, standards. Whatever, yeah, whatever term you guys want to use. Um, so guys that I know will literally personally like flaunt like a trophy, yeah, their body yeah. count, what they've done to a girl, who it was, and literally like flaunts it. Right. So let's say going out to the party, right? Oh my gosh. No, you just said something and it reminded me. No, please. You can go ahead. So I, I like seeing something, right. And it was the difference between a trophy and a treasure. Yes, I've seen, seen that. I've seen this. Bro, it blew my mind. Because, see, like, in a relationship aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say our mindset. I'm in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Hypothetically. And my mindset is my partner is a trophy. What do you do with a trophy, right? Put it on a pedestal. You put it on a pedestal. You show it off what to else? everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what else do you do? Like, nothing. You don't do anything with it. You. Move on and try to get another trophy because mm. it, it's achievements. Ooh, I see where this is going. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Talk to him, man. So it's like, you don't, yeah, I got my trophy. I put it on a pedestal for everybody to see. Mm. Social media. Type. You feel what I'm saying? Photos. Slow, them slow motion videos that get your attention. The boomerangs. The boomerangs, oh the little smileys. Mm -hmm. Every, for everybody to see. And they're shiny. You shine them up real good. I'm not mm. taking, I'm not saying you don't take care of them. The filters. You feel what I'm saying? I get it. You shine them up real good. You send them flowers. You still do everything that you need to do, but it's a show off. Mm. Now let's go to a treasure. My mind, my mindset now, my partner is a treasure. Mm -hmm. What do you do with treasure? You keep it. You keep it. You share your shit. You lock it treasure away. it. Wow. Pe people even like <laughs> hide treasures. Not saying you should hide your partner. Right. But it's not something to show off. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Bro, like. There's so many, especially in our culture right now, there's so many trophies out there, like trophy mentalities, bro. It's so bad. Like, that's not even biblical. Like, in the Bible, you see treasure relationships. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They wonder why it don't work out, though. Bro. Have that you ever blew my seen, mind, though. I'm no. sorry. I'm not trying to get off topic again, but have you ever seen that guys, um, is they have, like, a love that they have in their life, and then they have the prize that's next. So, like, when guys don't get what they want, they ultimately just go for people like the trophies. That This isn't, like, in all Wait. aspects. There can be people in between that. But I watched this oh, video yeah. the other day where it's 
Like ultimately, if you have a few relationships here and there, they're just meaningful relationships or meaningless relationships. And then you have like a real big love. Mm-hmm. Say that that doesn't work out. Maybe you guys aren't at the right point that you have in your life. The next move the guy's going to make, maybe it's a few years down the road, but he's going to go for the 10, ultimately the 10, because mm-hmm. that's the trophy. Mm-hmm. And what he's striving for is the treasure that he lost. So he's always going for the trophy after he already had the treasure, but it didn't work out. Mm. So then he's trying to put his all onto this. Tre- Isn't this crazy? That's insane. Because crazy. it's so true. I've seen it in like guys that I've dated before. They do the same things. And it's like what they're missing is what they already had and they can't have it again. Yeah. Bro, like that like like how I said, people are always looking for like the next in quotation marks, the next best thing. Right. It's not really the best. You already had the best was like for you. Mind you, God sent it to you. That was the gift. Mm-hmm. That was a treasure. But you didn't see it that way. So you wanted the next thing. Right. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, um, that's what, going back to what I was saying about like guys, how do you explain the, the girl part? Yeah. Right. Guys is where they pretty much flaunt like what they've done. Yeah. It's not a flex, guys. Chill out. It's not. Your body count shouldn't be a high score. Bro, you know it's I mean? not. Like, like, it's not bro, like. Your body count shouldn't be a, girls a flex. Don't Matter of like fact. That. Listen one more time. Girls do not like that. Bro, I high promise body if count. you're caught talking about your body count flaunting around your dudes, especially in NDC calf. Mm. Oh, oh, I promise you. I promise you that we are listening and we are disgusted. Nobody no girl wants to hear a guy talk like that, especially yeah. if that's like a future partner. Bro, it's a high a body flex. count isn't a flex. That's a not disease, buddy. No, that's a disease. Real. Be safe out there. Like like you feel me? But anyways, the, the way the guys do it though, right? So they pretty much plan. They're like, I'm going to go to this party, right? I'm going to find somebody that's cute. It doesn't matter. if They could be the most horrible person in the world. If they're cute, they're like, all right, bet. Sleep with them and then leave. And then just, like, they're keeping them around, but, like, not relationship aspect. They're keeping them around for, like, if they can't find nobody else at the time, that's when you get that text at, like, midnight. You feel me? Yo, you up? <laughs> The what? hay with two wise. No, no yeah. frills. Nothing happens good past like midnight. No. <laughs> no. Tuck like, in, get some rest, man. If somebody texting you at two AM, like, yo, you trying to come over? What to do what? What you think you're gonna have to do? What? You think you going to the park? Hold like, on. Get up you might go to the park. You might go to the park. Not to go play on the swings? No. <laughs> you might <laughs> there. <laughs> but for real, it's like You might <laughs> You think you might go like shopping for the month? At no. two o'clock yeah. in the morning, about to go about grocery shopping. You think about to go? Ha- That's what I'm saying. Like, you think <laughs> like, you about to go like house shopping at two o'clock in the morning? Like, what are we? No. What are we? No. And then homework? people will sit there and they're like, "Oh, well, I didn't know. Like, I thought he just wanted to hang out." Are you, bro? Hang out. Are we five? Hang out at no, two o'clock literally. in the morning. Like, it's different. Look, it's different. If you guys are hanging out at like three p.m., you feel me? You're doing stuff during the day. Feel me? Then you're just up you hanging just out, talking. Right, right. Oh, it's two o'clock. Let me go home. Let me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But if you it's two a.m. and he just <laughs> texts you, he or she just texts you, yo, you up? Bro. What you think is gonna happen, bro? I don't know like, about you, I don't do Bible study at two a.m. I don't do Bible right. study. I don't. I don't. Bro, do, I don't do Bible study at two a.m. You should be sleep at two a.m. I'm tucked in in my bed at two a.m. Mm-hmm. What are we? What? Are, I'm on, I'm turning on Netflix. I'll be sleep. I, I'll no, be sleep. I'll be sleep by nine p.m. See, oh. that's that's wicked right there, though. I gotta get up at five. That's what I'm day saying. Of the week. It's like I'm sleeping. No cap. If you up at two o'clock in the morning, like nothing good is and gonna come if, out. Even of if that. you are, I feel like people consciously are in this where they're like, 
yeah, I'm up at two in the morning, but like I'll be up at five. And then it's like, it's just a complete cycle of, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just giving him my time. Like that's, you're Even giving more than your time, man. Yeah, Hi- you're giving up more than your time. What if you're not, though? What if you're not and you're just up with him at 2 a.m.? I feel like that's still even, like... You mean, like, just, like, texting? Just just up texting. Like, that person has your attention so much that mm, you're up late yeah. into those hours. Yeah, like, dude. you're putting so much value into something that's not even anything. You feel me? I feel like that's really common, too. People mm-hmm. just... Up late, all Bro. hours texting people, <laughs> like, trying to put find your, your new down. advocate. Go to sleep. Push what are we talking about? Down. Go to like, sleep. Airplane <laughs> mode, D&D. Bro. It's, people it's just it. crazy. It's crazy. But they yeah, say people that respect your ghost mode are the people that are closest to you. Your friends, okay. your relationships, like they should respect Don't call me on my phone on D&D. Besides Nate. Right. I actually need something from Nate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well okay. I let's actually, I actually needed like an answer hold from on. Nate. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, nah, no, nah, let's not <coughs> hold on. Cause I text this dude about something serious. What time? During the day, it'd be okay, like okay. one. It'd be your one. D&D it'd be one p.m. Bro, I'd be on D. You need to take your phone, bro. D&D. What if Lavelle needs something? I do be needing he stuff. He do be needing stuff. I have I'm a over here like this, bro. Oh my god. I'm hold on. Let's talk about this morning though. Okay. What this morning? What How? this morning? I text you, you ain't answered. Okay, but look, no. <laughs> no, that's what I was about to say. Like, all right. Matter of fact, matter of fact, let's inform our, you feel me, viewers. Mm-hmm. So, look, our good friend Sam right here was taking a little Dunkin' Donuts trip. She you sent, you, you see it? You feel what I'm saying? She sent the text to Lavelle. You feel me? Does Nate want anything? Lavelle texts me at 8, 8.50. No, it was like 8.30, bro. 8.30? Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. No, I was about to say. 8.30. Matter of fact, didn't see it till 9.15. Were you awake? Hmm? Were you up? I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) I knew you wasn't up. That's why I told her. I said, if I don't answer, like, it's just... What's it called? What time is that? That's that uh, Puerto Rican time Mm -hmm. right there. If we gotta be here by 10 o'clock, Nate is walking up the stairs at 9.59. Yeah. He gonna step his foot in at 9.59. 59. Hey, he almost <laughs> lost his opportunity for a coffee, but Dude. guess what? She still got me she a donut. Got yeah, donut. You can't go wrong with the donut, though. And I'm That's not true. about to hear some <laughs> Me and Lavelle had a meeting to go to, and it started at 9? We had a lot of meetings. You got to be more specific. No, the uh, orientation. Mm, yep. Mm, yeah, like 9. Yeah, nine. It started at 9. Mm-hmm. Um, He told me that it started at 8.30. Yes, I, I showed up at 8.25, actually, mm-hmm. being professional. Right yeah. There you go, Lavelle. Mm-hmm. I text. Just do that from now on. I text oh, our. I text our boss like, "Hey, yo, did it get canceled? Um, Nate, what are you doing? It starts in forty minutes." Immediately went to Lavelle. When he walks in, the meanest there. Mm-hmm. He I knows what he did. Chilling. I know what I did. <laughs> I'm a Hispanic too. I understand. <laughs> I understand what we what we going through. That's real though. Yeah. Nah, good friend. Good friend. Good yeah. Brody. Good Brody. Good Brody. All right. Let's really back. <laughs> nah, oh, what, what are we talking yeah. about? What are we talking about? But no, nah, literally, pretty much back to relationships. Guys will sit there and they pretty much, in their mind, they're like, I'm going to just get a new one every week. Let's No, I'm being so serious. I'm, I believe I am in, being so serious. I've, seen, I've heard the ins and outs of this. I've yeah. got brothers, I've got cousins, I've got, I'm telling you, guys can be so grimy. Every, every week. Every week. Every week. I swear every week. And then they're recycling when they can't find a new You're one for that week. You're going to tell me on this whole, I'm not even about to. Is this that. a... Re- you got a whole... How many people are on the football team? 
Like one. You don't care at least once. Huh? You don't know at least one person where they're cycling every week. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's what I. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yo. But then they like. Let's talk about it. So they're like. They're flexing their body count and all this fun stuff. It's not fun. It's not. Right? It's not fun. Anyways, it's not funny. You know they're, they're not there. happy. No. They can't be. Well, because then I asked. They're like, oh, well, Lavelle, you've been in this relationship for so long. Like, you don't know what we're talking about. And I'm like, I'd rather be in a relationship than, like, going what you're going through. And they're like, no, like, I'm living my life. Like, I'm doing this and that and the third. I bet you are. And then look. That's and then the look. you living, They're bro. sitting there. And I'm like, yeah, like. I want to like get married with her and like you feel me start a family have kids. They're like, yeah, I don't think I could get married. I'm like, why? They're like, yeah, because I can't settle down with just one, bro. And I'm like, how does that make you feel, man? Oh, literally. <laughs> and they start making fun of me. I'm like, no, actually. How does oh no, it make wait you till feel? they're out of school and that yeah. ego really drops and they have nobody. And it's just like, it's not like I said, it's not a flex to like get with all these girls. So in my opinion, it's a flex to have one one person that you know is your ride or die, right? That if somebody else texts them at 2 o'clock in the morning, they sleep. <laughs> like, then me saying, like, yeah, my body count, like, 50 plus. Bro. You feel me? Bro. I'm doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. Because, look, ultimately what's going to happen is just like how we said about the dating apps. What's going to happen, you're unconsciously doing this. Let's say you get a new one every week, right? Yeah. You sleep with this person this week, right? Now you're going through, you have a past history of doing that. Now you're actually in a relationship. You're like, okay, I actually love this person. I want to grow with them. You feel me? Everything like that. They get into a couple fights. They're like, no, this is stupid. I'm done. Boom, break up with them. Because in their mind, they're like, I can just go find someone else. Yeah. It's simple. Like, I'm going to just leave them and go get the people that I've used to been with in the past. But you just said that you love them and you wanted to get in this relationship with them and grow. That wasn't love. That wasn't love. No. Let's talk about it. I have this written down too, right? Take sex out the relationship. Mm, mm-hmm. See if your relationship lasts. <laughs> it won't. I mean, it's so serious. One hundred and ten percent. Good luck, buddy. Obviously, as a Christian, sex—you feel me? You don't have sex until marriage, right? Let's say culturally, you feel me? You already had sex. I'm not shaming you or anything like that. Literally, just talk to God, ask for forgiveness, take that next step. Now, don't have sex until marriage. Even yeah. if you've been got you guys been dating for five years, ten years, it don't matter. You feel me? Be like, all right, I want to take this step. I know the Bible says it's wrong. Ask God for forgiveness. He will forgive you, and I'll take that step, and now we're not having sex to a marriage, right? Celibacy is good for you. Yeah. And so people think, people think, right? They're like, oh, well, this person's going to be mad at me. They're going to break up with me. If they break up with you good, because you're not bro. having sex yeah. with them, good, bro. That's fine. Get out of that. No, for real. Like, bro, that's a blessing, bro. Good. Literally, bro. like, okay, if you don't love me anymore because I'm not having sex with you, it wasn't that love. That wasn't love to begin with. Deuces. It was lust. That, bro. That wasn't oh love. That was lust. Let's Ooh. get it. Oh, my gosh. And literally, <laughs> it's just, it. it's it. just so, it's crazy to think about because that's all people want now is sex, 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 yeah, right? Yeah. They want that, like, physical pleasure, but then they have the emptiness in their soul. Because they don't have God. Like, they have God in them, but they're ignoring him. Mm-hmm. Feel me? And so it's just like, if when you take sex, that's my challenge. Like, if you guys listen to this, take sex out of your relationship, follow Christ, and be like, all right, I'm not going to have sex until marriage, and I'm going to go on this journey, right? If they sit there and they're like, okay, I understand. I'm going to go on this journey with you. I'm going to grow in my faith as well. Boom. Testimony. You guys go through, get married. Very happy marriage, right? Because there's stats, like there's actual statistics for this. Oh, yeah. A Christ-centered marriage has a very, very low divorce rate. 
Mm-hmm. It's like something like less than 10%. Honestly, it's less than, I think it's like 5%, 3%. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Yeah. But uh, like a relationship or a marriage that's not rooted in Christ has like a 40%, 50% divorce rate. You heard uh, uh, even in the Christian household family, when the guy, when the husband is leading in Christ, the percentage that the, the children will also lead if the man believes mm-hmm. versus just the woman, yeah, it's like the man is like what eighty percent. It's something high. It, it's something, bro. It's but crazy. think about the stru- think about the structure that the Bible says about family, though. Oh my gosh, the masculinity that is attacked in our culture today is so crazy. Bro. They they don't. I mean, I see it in all the time in my friends' parents' relationship. And this is fine. This is completely fine. But it's like. 85, 85 to 80, 87%. If the, if the dad is 100%, you know, it not have to be the dad. Just the husband is mm-hmm. 100% committed to God. Those children will be, I think it's like 90%. They'll mm-hmm. so also follow God. If it's only the woman, it's like 17%. But how about we make it both? No, for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's, that's what he's talking yeah. about, ultimately. Like, It's like, literally rule your relationship in Christ, and I promise yeah. you, like, he's going to bless you. Yeah, if dude. blessing you means... That person isn't meant for you, and he breaks you guys up, and you then you're mad because you're like, oh well, I want like a Christ-centered relationship. God gave you what you wanted. Yeah, that wasn't a Christ-centered relationship, so we took them out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, nah, for real. What you mean? Though. It's the same thing when like, from a woman or a guy's perspective, they're like, oh well, I want to be like a strong, independent person, right? And then they remove people out of their life, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh well, like where did everybody go? You said you wanted <laughs> to be strong and independent. Yeah. Period. So God took the people out of your life, you feel me, that was helping you. Yeah. Now you have to realize, okay, is this how I want to live? Or do I have to put my ignorance and, like, my pride aside and be like, okay, well, sometimes I actually need people in my life. Yeah. Like, Well, even that, like, sometimes people aren't going to be on the same level as you. I always see it as, like, God has taken something out of my equation to protect me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I see this a lot. I use this a lot in, like, volleyball. Like, whenever you're on the court, say whenever you guys are on the field, you get pulled. Something happened, you get pulled. What if you would have got injured the next play? Mm-hmm. You're being protected at all times. Yeah. Like, he he is there behind you 100%. Translate that into relationships. I've seen a song that, like, blew my mind. It says, sometimes God breaks your plans so your plans don't break you. Yeah. Mm. That hit yeah. you got to walk in blind faith, and that's probably my hardest challenge is, like, not thinking too hard about it. Like, well, what if this person, like, my friend, say my friend, like, we're not really hanging out anymore, we're not talking anymore, you know, Maybe this person isn't exactly, like, faith-based. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're not good for me. Maybe that's why they're not around. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that changes, it changes. But if it doesn't, mm-hmm. God's ultimately protecting me. Yeah. Bro, and, like, one thing about it, though, is, like, say you do ask God for a Christ-centered relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And you start doing your part, like, right? Because, like you said, you, like, like, both of y'all said you can lead a horse to water. Well, you didn't say it. You said deer. You said a deer. Yeah, like, okay. You can lead a horse to water, Kylie but you can't make a drink. <laughs> yes. That's facts. Okay. But literally, country. country's like, crazy. But, like, like I'm saying, though, like, you want a Christ-centered relationship, so you start taking that step, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a relationship takes two people, Right? You're your own individual. Focus more on yourself. Once you start focusing on yourself, I feel like a relationship with God, I feel like it's contagious. 
Mm-hmm. You feel oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. Like, once your partner starts seeing the benefit that comes with it, or like, hmm, he had bad habits, now he don't mm-hmm. because he's turned to Christ. I feel like they're going to want a little piece of that. Facts. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They start noticing the coincidences. The coincidences. When they're not coincidences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're not. No. But there's one more thing I want to talk about <laughs> before we end this. And it revolved around the whole, like, sex thing, like, the standards thing. It is to have to do with, like, pornography and, like, porn mm-hmm. and things of that nature, right? Let's talk about it. Because this gets a little bit more personal to some people. You feel me? They're like, oh, well, I'm not having sex. But, so, like, that's good. But you're still sitting there, like, watching porn and doing, like, other things. You feel me? With yourself. Facts? Okay. So, let's talk about it. So, from a guy's perspective, right? I know people that have, like, indulged in this, right? Ultimately, for them, it creates a false sense of reality. Just like how everyone wants, like, that sex part, right? From a guy, you're literally going to go on this site or go wherever you go, right? And pretty much scroll through forever for, like, 30 minutes just to find, like, this one video, right, to do whatever you got to do, right? In a guy's mind, it is just this doesn't make sense to me. So you're sitting there doing that, but then you question why you can't have an actual conversation with a girl. For I'm real. being so serious. I know people like this. Because no, then, it's, look, it's guys start seeing girls as objects, right? Because they see all this stuff on, like, porn sites and everything like that. They get a false reality. Like, and Christians I'll, struggle with this, too. I 100%. Know, I know Christians that... Yeah, 110%. They, they, they can claim, yeah, they claim it, whatever, and they probably, I mean, you have a relationship with God, no doubt. I don't, I can't say you don't, mm-hmm. but you also struggle behind the scenes. And it's like, yeah, word. Christians still struggle. Not oh, That's 100%. a major thing. Christians still struggle. But I feel like when you get in a relationship, it messes this, with you a well, lot. A lot of the, a lot of the times the woman doesn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So you get into this relationship, the girl doesn't know that this is what you're struggling with. And now she's confused on all aspects of the, mm-hmm. of the relationship. And it comes out in ways that she doesn't know ends up not working out, and it's mm-hmm. like, why didn't this work out? And then the whole time he had this behind-the-scenes struggle. Well, because then think about it. If you're sitting there scrolling through all these, like, sites, right, trying to find, like, the perfect video, right, what's going to happen when you're in the relationship and you're literally going to start looking at other girls? And, like, you're going to have, like, this huge part of, like, lust. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at other girls, and you're going to be like, oh, well, like, that one's better. I'm going to go to this one. Oh, that one's better. I'm going to go to this it's one. It's the same thing you oh, do with videos. Oh, that one's better. I'm going to go to this one. 100%. It's the same exact thing you do with videos, right? Yeah. And so it's like, unconsciously, like, you're creating your drive for lust is, like, going through the roof right now. And then people sit there. You're sitting there doing whatever in the bathroom, whatever, wherever you do your business, I guess. <laughs> and bathroom. then you sit there and you're like, oh, like, girls weird. Like, they're giving me, like, weird vibes. And I'm like, bro, probably because you're not even looking them in the eyes. No. No, literally. Like, you're looking somewhere else, bud. Conversation. You can tell. You can just tell. I bet. Yeah, you definitely. I feel can. like I can tell as a girl. I'm like, no, there's no. He's not even talking to me. Mm-mm. He's talking to the girl. He's talking to the. He's talking to my Instagram. My my face mm-hmm. right now. Crazy. And it's really sad to think about because, like, like I said, in a relationship, you start looking at other people lustfully. And I said I have in here as well. Like, lust corrupts the heart. Oh yeah. It's like if you're sitting there in a relationship, but like you have this high drive for lust, especially from pornography. And you start looking, you're like, oh, like, I'm going through something right now with my relationship. 
but like this person looks better right now. This person looks better right now. This person looks better right now. And then social media comes into play. Dating apps come into play. And pornography comes into play. Such a deadly combo. And look, yeah, twin, yeah. Not, like, I'm not, I don't know the statistic on this, but a lot of the stuff online is fake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, girls and guys will edit their pictures and make them look skinnier or, like, toner or whatever it is. They're ultimately, like, people will get plastic surgery and make, like, their body, like, okay, that doesn't even make sense how you even look like that. <laughs> guys and girls. Standards. Guys will take steroids look like just to look big. No, for yeah. real. Guys will look, <laughs> take steroids just to look big and have, like, this eight-pack and, like, right. all these, like, whatever, whatever. And it's, like... And you see that on porn sites because obviously, like, they're like models, quote unquote. Last time I didn't, okay, I'm not even gonna get into that. <laughs> Anyways, um, they see that and it's like, okay, well, like, they have like millions of this, right? Why can't I find one in real life? Yeah. So then they start looking at girls as like just literal objects because mm-hmm. they're like, that's how they see it on the sites and they see it on Instagram. They're just objects, they're just flaunting their body and showing off their body. So then, like I said, when you sit there and you're talking to a girl and you sit there and, and they're like, oh, well, they're giving off weird energy. It's like, bro, you're not even looking at her in the eyes. No. You're looking somewhere else. That's not that. the eye. <laughs> I feel like um, Christian girls know this a lot more than obviously non-Christians would. But it's like, I know when you're talking to me and then when you're talking to just my body. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so crazy that I have to sit through that conversation and be like, I know from the get, I'm never talking to you again. Like, that's just Word. the intention. I'm reading it all over your face. Mm-hmm. That's what part of psychology, like micro expressions and stuff, it's like. Little small things. I, you got to be nervous talking to a girl. Like, for some reason, I feel like that just makes more sense because that means you care. Mm-hmm. Like, guys that just flaunt, it's the flaunting. It's the flaunting, the not caring, the, you know, I can have her, I can have her, the ego, the cockiness behind it. It's like, if you can't point that out as a girl, you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's so corrupt. And even when I was talking about the dating apps and stuff, like, your mind, it's so out of imbalance. Like, I think I read a statistic on pornography, and it was like, you need eight or nine months. I don't know if this is a male or female, but to cycle out the fact that you had all those fast spikes of dopamine. And it was, like, a crazy, compared to, like, eating, like, so much candy or something. It was, Mm. like, just one video. Just looking at the pop-up ad for this one video gives you so much dopamine like it would giving you so much like eating so much of that chemical right. and you need eight months to cycle that out before right. you are regulated that. in your body imagine getting into a relationship with a pornography addiction and then trying on top of this to you know please that person in ways that you can't even please yourself like you, mm. you gotta Mm-mm. you gotta cleanse and then you gotta, you gotta ce- sit there celibacy i'm telling you and people think we're gonna say this before we close too the whole idea of, like, the post-nut clarity, right? This is from a guy's perspective. I was going to say, I, don't, I feel like I don't okay. know this is. So, pretty much, a guy will have sex with a girl, right? After they, like, you feel me, are done, they realize they're like, this is, like, disgusting. 100%. See, this is what I was talking about, where girls say that they're disgusted the next day if they mm-hmm. have a hookup that night. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. This has got to be the same thing. And so, it's pretty much it. What I'm talking like, about is, like, instant, though. It's literally, like, For right real? when it's you're instant. done, it's not you're the, like, it's this not, is, like, what What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it's and not, you comes, do it again? Yeah. yeah. And, oh. it look, and look, it comes from, like, pornography, like, masturbation with pornography, or hooking up with an individual and having sex with them, and then literally, ultimately, it's like, you get done, and then you're like, dude, what did I just do? Like, yeah. you're sitting there cleaning your search history. You're, like, trying to make yourself feel better. Or, like, 
you get done and then you just leave that person's house immediately because yeah. you're like, I don't want to like lay down next to you. Like, I don't want to touch you. Nothing. You're just like, all right, bye. See you. I'll text you. That's and leave. real. That's a struggle though. That's oh, another 100% struggle. Oh, 100% it is. I feel like that's, oh, take eight months. Guys, take eight <laughs> to nine months. If you struggle with this and you need guidance, take eight to nine months. Clear it out of your system. And pray for eight pray, to nine months. It's an addiction. It's like yeah. if you if you keep relapsing, try your best, dude, for mm-hmm. real. Because you are never going to be happy in a relationship if you can't. Nah. But that was a good episode. That was a good episode. That right was there. good. We talked about some, hey, yeah. take whatever you, you can from this real. Real, uh, podcast. Take whatever you can from this podcast. Make sure y'all learn something today. Facts. Uh, Pray today. Pray today, man. Pray every day. Pray every day. All the time. About everything, good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah. Pray Amen. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. I like yes, Lavelle. <laughs> awesome little, just like every other episode. We're closing prayer. And then, yeah, just hope you guys have, like, a great day. So, after everything that we talked about, um, like I said, we're closing prayer really fast. Um, yeah. So we're getting into it. So, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for just allowing us to just be here today and just gather and just speak more of your word, Lord. Uh, I just pray for everyone out there that is going through, as we said, the topic of relationships, um, whether they're in one, whether they're not in one, whether they think they should be in one, whether they're trying to get out of one. Mm. Um, I just pray that you just really touch their hearts and their minds, Lord. I just pray that you just give them just the guidance that they need and they deserve, Lord. Um, I just pray the people that have these addictions into pornography and just a high lust drive and are addicted to sex and everything like that, um, that you just touch their minds, you touch their hearts, Lord, and that you're just standing there next to them, just taking every step just to get them closer and closer to you, Lord. Um, I just pray that the things that they're embarrassed about, if they feel ashamed, if they feel dirty, Lord, that, um, that you just talk to them in prayer, Lord. I just pray that they just understand that you will forgive them and just as long as they continue to just take these steps towards you, Lord. Just I pray that everyone knows that just we're nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect besides Jesus, Lord. And I just pray that just because they made this one mistake, Lord, that they understand that they can ultimately still be forgiven and still have this walk in faith in Christ, Lord. I pray that they don't have to go through this struggle alone. Um, I just pray that they can take things that we said today, uh, whether it was the whole thing or just one little segment, Lord, that they can take and apply it to their everyday life and ultimately just grow closer and closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming to this episode. Um, I pray that you guys are able to take something out of it and just apply it to your everyday life. Um, Like I said, just reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, We're answering them on the podcast, and I just pray that whatever relationships that you guys are in, uh, just center it in God and hope they prosper. Or if you guys end up breaking up, God did it for a reason. You feel me? All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Y'all have a best day. Do something productive with your life today, man. Let's do it. We out. In our eyes and I knew she the one I've been feeling different lately Been single to mingle Just ain't been appealing lately Man, I need me a pretty lady That is still for the Lord To get praise and no hesitation Man, I've been in the spirit lately When I pray to the Lord My face started disintegrating Man, I fell in that sin and I thought I was done But Jesus, he came for a sheep I had nowhere to run She put in Yahweh before me Yeah, she must be the one Wisdom come out of her tongue She gotta go her see the poor She open her arms And she pray before she see the sun She been whole steady She ready for that kingdom come And the spirit we build in the bond It's three in this pit
when we gather me, you in the sun. Just 